Saram dear listeners and welcome to Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories our series of conversations with former students of Bhagwan's educational institutions and today we are fortunate to have Mr Venkatraman Krishnamurthy currently Mr Venkatraman is the vice president transactional banking in an upcoming firm called Ratnakar Bank which has its headquarters in Mumbai Earlier he worked for 11 years in two leading multinational private sector banks first HDFC bank for 6 years and then Standard Chartered Bank for 7 years Venkatraman joined the Sri Satisai Institute of Higher Learning for his masters in business administration MBA in 1998 and on the completion of this degree on Bhagwan's direction and permission he stepped out of Puttaparthi and that is when he joined the hdfc bank where he started his corporate career after his mba prior to joining bhagwan's university he had done his engineering in electronics at swami vivekananda institute at mumbai and he even worked for a year in godrej industries limited as many in india would know godrej is a leading consumer durables company So he hails from Mumbai and that is where he was born brought up and did his schooling so yes he understands marathi but at home he speaks tamil in my mind the image of venkatraman which is always fresh is how he used to indefatigably greet everyone saram brother saram brother in the hostel i remember how even if he was seeing you for the 10th time in the day he would with the same enthusiasm and same joy and same love he would say sairam sairam mohan sairam rajesh sairam prishti whoever it is never tired always so full of energy and positivity never complaining about anything ever ready to help anyone i mean those are the those imageries which are sort of so fresh in my mind almost 12 years after he has left bhagwan's hostel and i think this will be the same experience for anyone who has lived with him and stayed with him in the hostel during those years 1998 to 2000 and i also should mention that after leaving bhagwan's uh, educational institutions venkatraman is even as he was pursuing his corporate career he was very active in several service projects of the sai organization of mumbai and maharashtra he's been traveling a lot in sai work within the state of maharashtra as well as being involved with various service initiatives outside the state of maharashtra therefore he's someone who is definitely an inspiration for many in the sai family for many who are former students of bhagwan's university and for many who are in the organization as sai youth therefore i really sincerely offer my gratitude to swami this morning for sending him to the studios a warm welcome to you brother and thank you so much for coming for thank this program thank you brother sai ram i am not an inspiration to anyone i am just a puppet in swami's hands so i just do what he says or what he directs that's wonderful so you are at that stage now where you consider yourself as a puppet in his hand so how did this relationship with bhagwan begin uh, before we start pushti i just like to take three bows because that as uh, first is to our own uh, master bhagwan sai satsai baba the second is to the three 
you know most important things that form a sai student's life in parthi that is the hostel yes the institute and the mandir the golden triangle golden triangle and the third is to all the professors in the institute who have played their part in transforming us today the way we are yes so and thank you prushti for this opportunity i have come for the first time here to this studio and it's a great experience thank you so much yes and, it's our pleasure uh just to give you a background uh when i came to the institute i had no connection with bhagwan sri sat sai baba i was a completely new personality to his way of life mm-hmm. so you didn't know anything about him uh, i just heard of him as sri yes. sat sai baba mm-hmm. i did not know him as an avatar i did not know the work that he had done and i did not know the kind of transformation he has brought in the people's lives so you are not one of those who was pining to join this university to be with swami to experience his proximity you, you don't belong to that category of in fact it was aspirants. completely different prosti i'll just to tell you my family has been devout they we have had a religious uh, background my father has always been a very staunch follower of shabrimala ayyappan and my mother is a regular reader of narayaniam which is actually a story of krishna's life yes. so it is because of their punyas that i came in that's what i feel Yes. And even as a small boy I used to have a liking for the form of Ganesha. Mm-hmm. So I used to always call him Baba Ganesh Siddhadatta Ganesh. That mm-hmm. is how I in, uh, you know the, the word Baba was only associated from that perspective. Okay. And in the last 4 years before I came into the institute uh, I came in touch with some close followers of Sri Raghavendra Swami at Mantralayam. Okay. So that was the only spiritual background I had and there was no Satya Sai Baba in my life at all. It actually started in this way when my sister who is actually a Bharatanatyam dancer she came here on a spiritual picnic with her teacher okay she brought the entire team here and she came in as a new entrant but ultimately she returned from prashanti as a devotee Mm-hmm. and until 2 years when she became a devotee i still was not associated with swami my parents after engineering wanted me to do mba and ultimately it so turned out that in every institute that i applied whether it is the faculty of management studies delhi somaya college or anywhere uh, spj and i always landed up in the waiting list you know after the end of the first list is over i was always in the waiting list So as I kept pondering my sister told me why don't you apply to Bhagwan's institute you know he is doing everything free such quality education is going and you are willing to spend lakhs of money and spend these in these institutes go and try him once so I told him see I don't know him and I don't think he knows me so I don't know whether I will get admission there he says forget it just 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 uh, try so she gave me the sanatan sarthi where the admission notice was there and said why don't you apply So I said okay I will do that and just kept it at my bedside. After a week she asked me have you applied I said no. She didn't tell me anything later and uh, after 5 or 6 days she came with the form. She says I know you will not do it. I have asked for the forms it has come. Now you fill it. Don't wait for one more week to fill this. <laughs> after 4 days she asked me again have you done it? I said no I will do it. You anyway told me weeks time I'll do it. So on the seventh day after the form came, I was and I was just retiring around eleven o'clock. She just woke me up. She said, "Venkat, why don't you just sign this?" So I told her, "I have not signed it. I have not just filled it." He says, "I waited all this while. I have done everything. You just signed." So she has filled up everything. She filled everything. My photographs, even all the documents, Xerox copies were there. So I said, "Hari, you did everything." He said, "After waiting for a week for you to do it, what else could I do? Just sign." So she signed, and after five days, six days, I found the invite card coming in hmm. for the exams and everything. So I said, "Okay, you've done up to here. Now let me see what I have to do." 
So my father came along for the entrance exam because this was a new place for everyone, for him also. So there was some sense of reluctance. You were not sister was asking you to do so many times, and you were just not inclined to do it, or just you no, it ne- is never considering seriously. Actually, I don't know how to put it uh, in the right perspective, Prashti. My more uh, reluctance was from the fact that I didn't know this form. Okay. And I had no understanding of yes. this form. Never heard and you uh, know nothing about I it. Heard in the yes. sense, see, in this whole world, there is this no. It is you will hardly find anyone who has not heard of Bhagwan Sri Satsai Baba. He is simply the master with the highest following in this world. But I never had that inclination. I never mm. went for bhajans. I never came here. So, I, so you sort of you are not close to the idea, but never so serious about it. Yes, and I thought, I see, anyway, spirituality was there as part of my life. I thought that would never go. Yes, but at least did I know that it was going to take a different jump by me coming here. Yes. So I came here with my father, and uh, before that, I went to Vrindavan. My first darshan at Vrindavan, I was sitting in the last corner. Swami came, and as soon as he came to the row I was sitting, he just looked at me. That eye to eye contact happened. Mm-hmm. So this is even before uh, the entrance exam. When even before I came for the entrance exam, okay, he bowed. Uh, he was bending down to give vibhuti to a foreigner, and he just turned his head and saw me. For almost five seconds, it was me and Bhagwan's eyes were locked, and then he just turned his head and went. So that was my first darshan, and it ended up in that five second eye contact with Swami. So did that do? Anything to you? Actually, Pushti. Okay, thank you for asking me that question. I would have missed it actually because I found the entire molecules and atoms in my body jumping because I did not know what was going through me. I actually later I understood after coming here from some of our professors that Swami actually does an energy transfer into you. That sometimes you know when he feels you need it, he gives you that inward uh, you know jumping of joy or whatever I am saying. It was. I understood later it was a transfer of energy that happened between me and Swami, and uh, even after that, Prasti, it took three to four months for me to fully accept him after coming here. I'll explain that as we talk further. But as I was coming into Prashanti, uh, you know uh, what hit me was the monuments that you were seeing, and the first to see is the Super Speciality Hospital. Then comes the Institute, the Gopurams. You know, I just felt as if. Is there a dream place on earth? Now you always think: Is there a place which is possibly very different from other? Is there heaven on earth? And that thought hit me as soon as I entered the Gopuram. I was awestruck. My mouth was open as I kept seeing the monuments. I, you know, I, I instantly asked my father: Is there something like this on earth? We never knew it. So my father didn't so, answer. So what really, really uh, struck you? I mean, you, you just, just the monuments, the pure. perfection of those monuments the way they were made and the impact that it had on me as i saw them because as i saw them i found out you know and i saw students going in lines i saw devotees going in line i it gave me an indication that there is a place on earth which we should call heaven on earth you know and this is possibly the place and my first reaction was that okay i think i can look at studying here if i get in from that place where i yes. thought i would not want to come in I came to a position where I said, "Okay, yeah, this is the place. I think and I would like to really study." And you have not really spoken to anyone here. You just nobody, seeing the place. Nobody, and just I'm feeling I, the place. I'm mean, just speaking to my father on the side. I'm saying, oh, "My God, what kind of a place is this? Can you understand what this is?" He didn't say anything. After a while, he tapped me and he said, "You're coming first time, right?" I said, "I'm also coming first time. So I'm also <laughs> doing what you are doing." <laughs> so uh, and then we, I went to the institute block, understood where the exams are. Then we checked inside. Uh, we stayed here inside. I think it was South Block where we actually stayed, 
and then i uh, wrote the exams we cleared the first stage the second stage was group discussion and the third stage was essay writing yes so the topic that came to me was you know ask not what the country can do for you ask what you have done for your country they just asked us to write 50 words i actually wrote a whole page okay and when i was inside the uh, interview room a former vice chancellor venkatraman sir was there our former warden shivashankar sai was there few others were also there and uh, they had that uh, essay note which i had written and first question that venkatraman sir asked me so what brings you here so i said sir it's the mba course and i think i'm here to do that so he said why do you see your note and it's very elaborate so uh, i said sir that comes from the perspective that i always felt that this country and this society needs a savior if we don't have somebody to bring that old sanatan dharma back to this country i think this country is going nowhere and if this country goes nowhere i don't know where this whole society lands up you, so you just uh, felt that something you need a force to revive the ancient spiritual heritage of india that is what i was expressing and moment i said this everybody was looking towards each other and venkatraman uh, sir said so how many years with swami so no he said how much time with swami i said sir 3 days <laughs> so this is my third day here and then he said knowing no you have never been with satyasai baba i said sir no this is my first visit to puttaparthi and whatever uh, you know uh, i repeated those same things ganesha shabarimala and yes. uh, raghavendra swami i said i don't have any understanding about satyasai baba i have been trying to read so uh, then uh, there was a silence in the room and uh, venkatraman sir said sir your essay clearly shows that you have the inclination and your feeling for the society is there and he said i don't want to ask anything he said have you read shirdi sai satcharita i said sir i have read it just once he said in that there is a chapter in which he says mere panchi mere hi paas aate hain he said i know when to bring my sparrows to me so uh, and then he stopped for a while and says welcome so wow. uh, for a moment i felt where is the sparrow and where is me what is all uh, you know okay but i felt relieved i felt yes. okay the process over and i thought i was going to get in so he came out smiling <laughs> so i came out smiling i said uh, papa bole kya hua so i said i think i have got it so he says very good so when do you have to join i said they said if the admission happens we have to join in another 7 days <laughs> i said what 7 days so he says you better start coming back and we have to pack your entire one year's luggage for you yes so uh, the admission notices were out my name was there in the last list and that is it on 30th of may i found myself before the institute yes uh, and when i left bombay i told that the temple which i visit i said baba ganesh abhi thode din tak aapke paas nahi aa paunga i will not be so, able to come for some days so yeah. mera thoda salam hai aapko baad mein milta hu <laughs> okay so when i came and stood before the institute hostel senior boys hostel the first thing that you see is the ganesha oh you bid farewell there and I here and the ganesha is welcome and i you. asked him are baba ganesha aap yahan bhi ho to <laughs> so, you here also and i said abhi maza aayega Yes. so i then i stood for a while before the hostel i saw people coming and moving out and i asked my father do you think i have come for something bigger so he tapped me and he says what is there in your hand so he says i said this is the admit card so what does it say he says mba you come for that he said <laughs> so i said but i is there something bigger so he says i i don't know uh, i don't think i am in a position to tell you also but right now you don't keep waiting here just go in <laughs> so then i went in the stu- uh, uh, the elder boys who were there already in the institute they came yes. 
Yes. The first thing they said is just let me help with your luggage. I said no, don't do that. Don't worry. This is not a favor. This is a way of life here. Come. So and he took me to my uh, room, which was actually in the ground floor. And uh, as I came in, my father said, "Is this where they will live?" So he was expecting a small room or something, and it was a dormitory. Yes. So first shock of his life, he says, "My God, Venkat, are you going to leave? Do you think this is a place where you can leave?" I said, "Don't worry, Papa. I think I can manage." So uh, as he was helping me wind, unwind, another fellow walked in. Uh, that is Mantravadi Partha Sardi, who happened to be my roommate and the cupboard mate. Yes. So he also came in. His parents were also there, and uh, I told my dad, "Don't worry. I will manage. You stay outside. I'll come and see you." So Partha also was unpacking. I was unpacking, and suddenly I asked him a question. He said, "What is the Mantravadi in your name?" So he kept looking at me like this, and suddenly he put down his luggage and went out. I said, "What happened?" So till today, I never asked my father this. He would have. He is. He is now going to. He is outside. He must be on his way to the bus stop. Before he goes, I will go and ask him. I said, "Yeah, please don't do that. Please don't. I just asked you." So he said, "Okay. Anyway, there is one year for me to explain that to you. I am going to be your cupboard mate." <laughs> That's interesting. So he, uh, the, our uh, room leader said, "Okay, why don't you both go for lunch? After some time, it won't be available." So we went and uh, we closed the day. and uh, that was my entry into the sri satyasai hostel yes and uh, i asked him you know who is going to stay all out here see as a country india fascinates me because there are too many diversities in this country yes it is much diverse there are different languages there are different cultures languages within languages yes. you know it's not just kulu yes. it's not just kannada or telugu there is yes. a tulu within that yes so you have different diversities i think i think you cross 100 kilometers 150 kilometers you have a new dialect something different <laughs> so i was fascinated that you know there is somebody from gujarat there is somebody from ap there is somebody from mumbai there is somebody from belgaum so and there is somebody from assam and there is somebody from nepal that is outside yes. india so i just uh, something just hit me i said you know if i have to experience country like india I don't have to necessarily look at outside this whole room where there are eleven people who are going to stay is going to be like in India, and I think I'm just going to love it because it's going to help me understand my country much better. With that thought, I slept off that day oh, for the so next. So this was day. the understanding on the first day. On the first day, because I wow. never thought we would have such a diverse culture of this country being represented in my room, wow. and I loved it. I said, "This is this is India, and this is a mini India within the hostel." And I just looked at Swami's photo and I said, "I don't know you." but i think i'm going to like staying here wow so i slept up with that thoughts actually mm. and the next day we started our hostel the orientation everything happened yes so that is how i came in here without an understanding of swami without knowing who he was without our understanding the avataric phenomenon yes nothing was known yes so it was a fresh slate wonderful that's really fantastic there's so many aspects of the hostel which we immediately could relate to yeah I think that that really put you in a positive frame of mind to absorb more of this place. Absolutely, Prashti. And uh, apart from the courteous nature of all the seniors, you know, uh, one person whom I still regard very high is Shri Shankar Sai Sir. Very mild, very nice, very calm. The warden. Uh, the warden, sir, and uh, he helped me actually orient myself to the place. He actually had senior boys with me. You know, of course, the since the spiritual basis was already there. attending supravatam or attending the prayer sessions were not something which was so difficult for me to follow but the routine with which the whole thing happened and seamlessly with which the whole hostel ran it actually showed the blending of a perfect institution where nothing actually seemingly was wrong yes and it looked like a perfect place 
and uh, i blended very well into the hostel and i became part of the sikh ward pantry okay i uh, i used to help uh, baban who was our batchmate yes uh, in the uh, storeroom and all the you know making of all the paraphernalia i was not good at it but i would just help him i would just uh, so i was mainly sikh ward was part of my daily schedule so i blended very well prosti and uh, uh, by his grace uh, there was no issues in me accepting that way of life Swami was not there up till 15th of June. I think he came back from Vrindavan on 15th of June that year. So uh, my first interaction with Swami didn't happen till July 9th. Okay. So on 15th of June when Swami came in, you know, I found everybody rushing. Since I don't understand him, the excitement of seeing him was not there. So I just everybody ran. I still walked from the hostel, sat somewhere behind. and as the whole uh, i had read about Ra- uh, ram rajya had read about ramayan in ramayan because my grandmother maternal grandmother used to read ramayana and there is a uh, small text which comes there that when rama came back to ayodhya people were dancing in joy there were flowers there were bhajans people were throwing garlands at him so the first time when swami's car came in you know you could see people throwing flowers when swami came in the boys around were jumping devotees were jumping and my first connect with that was my grandmother reading that text that when rama came in all this happened and i could connect it with swami coming in and i said that atmosphere in ayodhya would it have been the same the way it is there today in prashanti that was my first thought as i saw swami coming out of his car and uh, he didn't spend much time he just waved to everybody in this and then he went back into the mandir i think satyajit was with him when the car came in So the first thought was that you know this is possibly the best way you could actually imagine Ayodhya when Rama used to be there when i left mandir with that thought maybe this is how it would have been and as you know we continued in time july 9th came was when i had my first interaction with bhagwan and uh, the scene enacted this way and you know, he came out and uh, he had a cover in his hand and he said uh, somebody has to go and call that uh, person from africa so i just got up and i said sir shall i go <laughs> okay i didn't even call him swami yeah, i didn't spontaneously just came spontaneously sir spontaneously <laughs> it just came sir and he looked at me with her t- uh, in with his uh, eyes like this and he said physical look <laughs> physical look and he said ye mera i said uh, can i go so he didn't answer anything somebody else got up and said uh, swami nenu potao he said you go okay he so said he'll go okay i said he'll go and i said uh, why did he not let me do it so after that the boy came and he says akade ever ledu swami no, no one is there, there. Hmm. and i think he left so he just stood before me and he said oh i and he kept looking at me and he says uh, boy get up so he said do you know swahili uh, i said what is swahili he said you don't know even know what is swahili so how will you speak swahili so i was trying to connect what he is trying to tell me he says that person over there does not know english and you don't know swahili how will you communicate with him will he understand what you say and uh, i said no he won't so then how did you get up and put your hand when swami says something do you think you have to just hurry up and put your hand you have to understand what that work looks like so the basic ingredient nature in me was to hurry up and he called me in tamil they say avasara koduku means someone who just does things without a thought 
that is a basic weakness in my personality which he actually made it transparent when i speaking to him at that point in time he says boy understand whenever you have to do something think plan and execute so i told you that he told me and he said while so is a dialect of africa is a dialect of africa which i came to know later yeah. when i went back to the hostel uh, i think bhagya sir told me so that it is a, he he sits behind no with yes. uh, when in the front block so he says that that's a dialect of africa and then i understood later that there was no one actually who was there there was no african there was nothing but it was just an enactment put by bhagwan to show me the basic flaw in my personality that this is what is the biggest flaw in your personality think and act don't just act because you may make mistakes yes and he said one of the things he mentioned that he said you know english you don't know swahili doesn't know uh swahili which means there is perfect misunderstanding imperfect communication yes he said that and he said never in your life act in haste three things he said think plan and execute so that became my first lesson with bhagwan sri sat sai baba and i understood only later you know that that is a great example of his omnipresence i didn't understand it that time because i was new to him and this was his way of showing me that i was not actually new to him and he knew the most biggest flaw in my personality and, so, and here was a spiritual master uh, you would think that you know he is a spiritual master he will teach you about japa dhyana he was telling you about the practical things of life uh, practical things of life right. and uh, see man and exactly the issue that has to be addressed in your character in my character uh, that is the sign of a sadguru <laughs> to tell you prushti it's not that i have overcome it now it's a process to a great extent it has reduced but that was a big flaw in my personality which swami at the first interaction itself showed me so that i don't fall in between on at as a progress in life whether it is family whether it is society whether it is career i don't actually fall because of this basic flaw in my life so i started adapting that from that day in the hostel and uh, that it didn't end there actually uh, he went in for an interview and i found somebody's camera next to me i just took it and i started uh, operating it and when suddenly swami came out and i aimed that camera at swami and swami said hey put it down so i just put no i not only closed the camera i put it down i put it into cover and sealed it and uh, swami suddenly he looked at me and told uh, the person next to me chalo obedient boy he's a very obedient boy okay i told him to just close the camera the way he has sealed it so it shows he is very obedient so and then he just tapped my head and then went for a round and he came back and he was that time in the portico when ganesha used to be there behind yes. he was just standing like for some time and he just uh, said come and i go went to him and i said uh, yes please and he lifted his dhoti and he said take again being new to swami i did not know what that means so i said what do i take so then he pushed my head to his leg and he said take this and i then took swami's path namaskar as i saw him he said bombay i said yes i am from bombay he said father also bombay bombay dying ha huh? bombay dying bombay dying bombay dying he started uh, rhyming and again i realized ki i never told him that my father has been working with bombay dying for so many years oh your father is working with bombay dying fa- my father has been with bombay dying for so many years <laughs> oh my god i never mentioned it to him for a moment i i i thought whether he has read my application form somewhere and, and i said no that is all nonsense <laughs> that you are thinking yes. this is pure omnipresence that is coming out oh my and god and i took his padnamaskar again 
with a different perspective yes i now knew that you are yeah. not just a saint or not just a spiritual master this is something beyond yes i said i will wait for that experience but that first pad namaskar i took because you said now i am taking it out of complete reverence that i am standing before a personality which is very different and far more expensive than ever seen on this earth and then he said that uh, be a good boy do study well that's what he said and then he told me go and sit again so my first experience with swami was a big teaching in my life to correct a biggest flaw in my personality and the second thing was to show his omnipresence that i have to dispel this fact that i am new to him he may be new to me but i am not new to him sairam dear listeners you just heard the first part of the conversation with mr venkatraman krishnamurthy an alumnus of babas university who joined the prashantinilayam campus in 1998 for his mba earlier he had completed his degree in electronics engineering and had also worked for a year with godrej after graduating from babas college he worked in two multinational banks HDFC and Standard Chartered for 13 years. As of January 2014, when this interview was recorded, he continued to work as Vice President, Transactional Banking in a relatively new bank called Ratnakar Bank. Besides, he has been an active member of the Sai Youth Group of Maharashtra. In the next part, Brother Venkatraman goes on to share some of his life's major turning points that he experienced while living with Bhagwan Baba. This was yet another episode of our series Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories. In conversation with Mr Venkatraman was Radio Sai's Mr Bishu Prushti. Thank you so much for listening. For any feedback and comments please write to listener@radiosai.org. Thank you very much for your company Sairam from Prashanthi Nilayam